Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. Today's episode continues our SciStarter series with two program members, Gabe Hinker and Isaac Bradford. Gabe's a recent graduate of Iowa State, majoring in software engineering. He used those skills to create the website RecHelper. RecHelper's goal is to help gyms and trainers increase efficiency and ease with the analytical side of their businesses. Isaac is a sophomore at Iowa State and has started the company Filtroponics. His goal is to educate people on hydroponic systems and their benefits for sustainability. The three of us talked about their businesses, their experiences in size starters, and their plans going forward. I had a great time talking with them. And if you want to learn more, check out RecHelper.com and Filtroponics.com. Thank you all for listening and enjoy. Thank you for joining me today. We have Gabe Hinker and Isaac Bradford. They're both SciStarter program members. And if you guys want to introduce yourselves and maybe talk a little about your companies. So I'm Gabe Hinker. I'm a recent graduate in software engineering. And I'm the creator and developer of RecHelper. RecHelper is an online platform to help gyms simplify their scheduling and management. Um, I've been working with and helping Iowa State with their personal training for the last three years. And we're just kind of starting to get in that phase to really get it out and help other organizations. And I'm Isaac Bradford, and I am going to be a sophomore at Iowa State in Agriculture and Biosystems Engineering. And I'm working on Filtroponics, which is we're going to turn any aquarium into an educational aquaponics system. So using like a fish tank and a growing bed on top, we're giving people kits to use it as an educational model of growing systems where the fish water the plants and fertilize the plants and the plants oxygenate and feed the fish. And so we're going to work with stuff at Iowa State and a lot of other things like that. Very cool. Very cool. You guys have pretty different companies. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very but different. something you do have in common is size starters. And so maybe we should just mm-hmm. start out with uh, you guys talking about how your summer with size starters has gone. Um, maybe one thing that you've learned and that you're excited for. Yeah. Well, it was actually funny for SciStarters. I almost had no really intention on following this entrepreneurial path. It was kind of my last semester here that I kind of decided to just throw everything I had into RecHelper and really make that the thing that I want to do. And I kind of just stumbled upon this Smart Start workshop and then there I met Judy Isles, who was like, oh, you should try for the SciStarters thing. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And so I applied for SciStarters, and lo and behold, ended up here. And it's been incredible so far, like especially coming from um, my specifically software engineering background. I have never learned any of these you know, cash flow, IP, mm-hmm. insurance mm-hmm. level stuff that are required for um, starting these businesses. So it's been For me, the biggest thing I've learned are these kind of more business side um, skills that are required to get something up and running. Um, That was something that was insurmountably helpful to getting this going. Um, And then I would say the other part that I was just so pleasantly surprised with SciStarters is how willing people are in this community to help. Yeah, I mean, it was such a relief when you talk to anybody and you're like oh I do this and I'm with recreation they're like 
I know three people. I'll get you in their email today. It's just yeah. crazy. And that's not even just the size starters. That is everybody in this entrepreneurial space. Like uh, our mentors will be, we'll talk with them and they'll be like, I got somebody who has done this before. Let me get you in contact. And you're on a call with them just a little bit later. Yeah, that's so cool. I even saw, I've been seeing that at the 1 million caps that's been going on. There's yeah. someone there that like, has some sort of a connection somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At least Judy knows so many people, so she's got That's, connections. Yeah, everybody loves Judy. Like, everybody, every time we meet every, somebody new, they're like, ah, <laughs> oh, Judy. Ah, oh, there's Judy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's, I, I think for me, that is just the most wonderful thing. It's just everybody wants everybody to succeed. That's great. Yeah. Isaac, how about you? Well, I mean, I, I was kind of in the same boat as Gabe, where, I mean, uh, I came in as a freshman, and I just was trying to get involved with things and saw an email for Tom Swartwood's uh, business model canvas. Yeah. And I had done freshman leaders in engineering. Like, I, I answered an email for that, and we had a speaker come in, and he said, if you're going to have a business, start early. His name's Casey Neiman. He's with AgriSync. And I was just like, well, hey, if this guy started a business when he was 40-something and tells me to do it now, I guess I should try it. And so starting that and then go to the canvas, kind of fail on, kind of flop on my face. But I mean, it's a learning experience. And so going to that, getting to know about the Papa John Center, answering more emails through that and starting other pitch competitions and joining everything else and eventually going into SciStars. And I mean, same boat with engineering, right? Doesn't know a single thing about business, never touched it at all. But this, I mean, this incubator is like an accelerator course, a class, like however many years of teaching into one it feels like and then and i never believed that networking was as important as it is it's really important i guess it's it's insane how many connections that we're making yeah so you guys both started your businesses years ago or like the ideas behind it yeah um, yeah how have they progressed since the beginning well i mean for mine it's mainly been just better software, better code, a better experience, um, and just providing more features and um, things on my software. So um, I started, really, I started way back um, when I had just started coding. Um, originally, I came into Iowa State as a pre-med um, focused major, or psychology major with a pre-med focus. And then when I switched to software engineering, I kind of just slowly got my foot in the door, helping Iowa State with the climbing competition and helping with equipment reservation, and then just slowly building those up and making them better into um, now Rec Helper. And so Rec Helper has kind of been the culmination of years of getting better at software engineering, just better at coding, better at infrastructure, servers, and everything just kind of culminating into this um, software that I can now have the ability to help other organizations yeah yeah I'm, I mean for me it was uh, doing something in science I couldn't imagine not using science and math in a professional sense and so going I as I said about before you, going to all these science museums and everything just getting to do all that um, kind of propelled this all but yeah it's an invention convention in eighth grade kind of got me thinking about it but I never had the time in high school to actually work on it. So now that I have the time now, well, <laughs> a little bit more time, <laughs> but more people to help me along the way. Um, it's just kind of reaching different potentials. But Diana Wright uh, definitely helped me kind of steer in the right direction with helpful ideas that made, yeah. it, made a difference for sure. Everyone being helpful is just like that's such a cool part of size starters. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. 
I want to now talk a little bit more about your companies uh, themselves. So let's start with Rec Helper. Um, you're a software engineer. How did you combine software engineering with recreation? Yeah, so I originally when I came into Iowa State, I was working for the rec services facility. Um, so I was doing equipment uh, rentals in that front desk kind of area. And then I switched to the outdoor recreational department. And it was actually at ORP, the outdoor recreational department, that um, I kind of just, these opportunities fell into my lap where um, there was a problem and I knew that a better solution was uh, software. And so kind of just seeing these problems and then saying, you know what, I can make something to make this easier for um, us here. And so, and luckily, recreation has been just such a big part of my life. It's, I mean, my two passions are recreation and code. And so being able to combine those two and help people with that is honestly a dream come true. It's something that I would want to do for the rest of my life. So, and then just helping seeing these problems and then helping just make these nuisance in people's lives less are, is just kind of how it all came about. That's great. I like the idea of like the perfect balance for you. Um, yeah. Probably makes it a lot more fun to work on it. Yes, it is. I mean, as Isaac knows, I spend a lot of time working on it. So, <laughs> so making it would be, it would be hard to do it if I didn't love it as much as I do. Um, in both scenarios, both recreation and just the coding side. For yeah. some reason, I've just had just a unyielding passion for both of them. That's great. Um, how'd you get Iowa State interested? They said, we need help. And I said, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was, I mean, luckily I had been working there for about a year, year and a half. Um, and so I already had a good connection with, um, you know, the managers, directors at rec services. Um, so I already knew them. And then when these problems kind of came about, um, obviously these, um, Iowa State promotes, even past academics, they promote creation and innovation and all of that. And so being able to tell them like, hey, you know, I know I'm a novice software engineer, but give me this opportunity to create this thing um, and maybe we can go from there. And so I think just having that relationship um, early on was the thing that really helped um, then build, you know, creating these initial applications and then seeing the success of those able to then build more. That's great. Um, talking about those applications, you have a ton of different, like, customizable options yeah. um, through your website. Could you explain some of those features? Yeah. So right now, the primary... Um, service or our flagship service is our personal training model or module that is the one that I'm spending the most time on that Iowa State's been using for two to three years um, that one helps organizations manage their trainers and clients both scheduling events as well as their availability who's training who um, recording when clients you know show up don't show up and really helping these organizations manage and figure out problems within their own facility um, and that's the one that i'm really working on now 
In the future, I'm trying to add more um, services to help even more problems. Um, equipment reservation is one I've mentioned before. Um, that will be added as well, but um, other stuff like staff scheduling, there are um, intramurals would be one that I want to add. The kind of one that I find most fun is the climbing uh, setting feedback kind of service. And so there's a lot of things that I want to help a lot of different services that I want to provide, um, but finding that next service is really going to come down to who needs the most help and how long it'll take me to create that for them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool that you're working with universities because like the possibilities are endless. There's so many different options with rec services there. Yeah, it, that was, I, I was asked earlier today, like what is my um, dream client? And really it is Iowa State. Now that's kind of a cop-out answer, but it really is these well-established organizations that just need help with that little little pieces of um, you know management here and there, um, and organ or campuses are such a great place to do that because um, they're full of students who want to help not only um, do their job better, but they also want to help you know software. And I get a lot of good feedback from. Um, my peers that I've talked to within the personal trainer here at Iowa State. Um, and so, and campuses love to help innovation. So just being in that community is an incredible experience as well. Yeah. So Iowa State is the dream client, but like, where do you want to go? Yes, that is, now that I just last night um, kind of really got this big update in, um, and so now it's time to start thinking about that, where to go next. Um, obviously, other campuses within Iowa would be awesome. U and I, U of Iowa are great uh, institutes that also um, I think would be a wonderful part to add and able to help. Um, but I think a large part of where I want to go next is going to be tailored on who needs the most help and who can I provide the most help to. Um, so with that is going to involve a lot of just networking, see, see the problems outside of Iowa State that exist within this community and see where I can help the most. You talked today about, um, about maybe bringing more people on your staff. Yeah. What's that going to look like? Who, like? What kind of people do you think you'll need? Yes, um, obviously every company needs their team and they need a lot of manpower behind it. So right now I um, have a friend who's helping me um, kind of write some code, write some tests and just do kind of smaller things here and there. Um, but I think the kind of bigger portions that I'm needing help in are, well, uh, software developers, but also marketing side, um, that kind of salesy side that um, maybe aren't my forte um, with my experience kind of being focused on engineering. Um, whether that is, you know, full-time employees, interns, or even just contracted work, um, I think building that network of people to help me build Rec Helper is going to be very important in the next coming weeks, months. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to transfer over to Philtroponics and here we've got Isaac. Isaac, you started this company in eighth grade, or like the idea for it at least. Um, yeah, can you talk about what it was like starting something at such a young age? Um, well, I never really 
it was never on the forefront of my mind to have it as a business, more like an idea that I wanted to help people, kind of like Engineers Without Borders, which is a club I get to do on campus. But it was it was just me messing around with hot glue guns and reused recyclables in the Townsend and Gifted room at my middle school. And um, I mean, same problems I have now. I make I take up too much space working on the stuff that I have um, in the public spaces that I use. But <laughs> I mean, just, just working on creating things, and that's kind of what I've been doing my whole life is just messing with stuff and trying to build and fix things and just skills that you learn from using Legos. That's kind of how I think yeah. about it. So, Yeah, so, like, innovation's kind of always been on your mind then. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my, my parents, obvi- like, part of the reason that, like, I've been to so many science centers and camps and everything is that my parents put a pretty strong emphasis on education and not necessarily just going to school and doing the classes but um, learning math with my mom when I had questions and she would give me extra homework she called it mama homework because it was extra math (laughs) that I had to do in order to have a better understanding of things and just working on my working with my dad on stuff because he grew up on a farm and so some engineers are problem solvers and some engineers are just engineers and so uh, my dad being a farmer like there's a lot of things that he knows from or when he was a kid and he was a farmer. And so learning stuff on the farm and him teaching me stuff like that is a lot of things that problem solving that not everybody thinks about sometimes. And so just having that, those ideas and creating things and trying to go a little bit extra in education is just something that I've been really appreciative and grateful for because I think that's the best advantage someone can have is parents that want to look out for you like that. So Yeah. Um, on the subject of education, like your goal within your startup as mm-hmm. of right now is education. Yeah. Um, how do you plan to educate people on filtroponics? Well, I think the easiest, like one on, or like easiest fast connection you can do, uh, at least nowadays, is probably through social media. Which I think YouTube is probably the most professional I can make it be, perhaps. And so I think if I do small educational videos on YouTube, that's probably the easiest small little bits of information I can give people. And there's obviously information out there that you can go looking for, but. Um, just having it all on my own website, my own YouTube channel, and having that being my videos and everything, that I think that'd be important just so that I could be the center for all the information that they need. But, I mean, in the future, I'd love to give out, like, a flash drive with the educational kits that has all the videos and online resources that they would need as well. But for now, YouTube videos. And, yeah. And content on a website, so. Yeah, can you uh, talk a little about your website? Um, like what kind of services mm-hmm. do you offer? Uh, well, since I am going to be in school for a couple more years for sure, uh, I probably won't be able to do as much as uh, I think this business could has the capacity to do, but I think I could do lesson consultations for homeschoolers and uh, preview materials for teachers and maybe come in and teach a lesson or two because I've already done stuff like that and I've been a counselor before and I just enjoy being out there and nature and talking about things and I mean we have a we have a nature site out here next to the research park that we work at and I've taken some of the site starters out there and bothered them with talking about nature for I don't know a good half hour or so so just stuff like that I think it is something that you could probably charge a little bit of money for but also is pretty helpful to those that might want it so that's sweet yeah, yeah. you uh for anyone listening Isaac is a freshman or just finished his freshman year at Iowa State, 
What was it like trying to start a business as a freshman? Because there's so much going on there. Well, keeping, I mean, Gabe, I'm sure can back me up on this, but keeping busy kind of keeps your, you know, nose to the ground. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of good for me to stay busy. So you just keep on the right path. And I mean, it's also fun to just get to learn more, but I mean, some people may say COVID may have affected the freshman experience this year, but for me, I just saw the same 12 people I did every day and ate hopefully at least two meals and worked on what I needed to get done. But I mean, starting a business, I still, I still have trouble thinking of myself as an entrepreneur right now, but maybe once I sell something, then it'll all, then it'll feel real. But, um, I think it's, I think you get it. I think you get out of it what you put in. So as yeah. much time as you have, as long as you use it well, you'll get out of it. So I mean, there you go. Um, selling something. What are the products that you're looking to sell? Uh, well, right now it's 3D printed products and some materials that I've collected and um, created into a system where you put a essentially a customizable growing bed on top of a fish tank. Um, and so what it does is it takes the water from your fish tank and it'll pump it up to the top and then it will... Uh, water the plants that are in that growing bed using um, aquaponic substrate, which is basically floating cl clay rocks is kind of what I have right now. Um, and there's there's other things out there, but with mine, I'm trying to make it so that if you don't want to convert your entire fish tank to an aquaponic system, but you want to try it out, or you want to use something small, well, you can grow a little bit of basil by just stretching this across your tank brim and setting it up and it should work and so just making it so that it doesn't have to be a big huge hassle for everybody to do just having something small that they can try out or for teachers that have a fish tank they just were like well let's show the kids how nitrogen cycle works or how the water cycle works well then you have all that so that's cool how did you come up with the engineering behind the philtroponic yeah. system okay well <laughs> um so i did I mean, it's basically what I did in eighth grade, essentially, and it's got like an overflow valve and everything. But a lot of that is just me messing around with stuff and taking observations from a bunch of different techniques. And right now I'm working on seeing if I can do an external version of this. And there's a lot of uh, water pressure tricks that you can use along these lines. But I there's nothing involved with that right now. It's just a water pump. But um, just kind of being around things is you, you take ideas from different things and adapt it. So when you see, like, a, if you see a flower pot, right, and it collects water at the bottom through the holes, well, that's an outflow valve. So that's what I used on the, the basin for the plants is an outflow valve. Yeah. But you also have something that spouts out, so you want to run the water up to the top. And so I did that back in eighth grade where I had an overflow valve, but I had the water coming in from another location. And so just being able to adapt different ideas, I think, is part of the engineering process. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of good videos out there about um, the prototyping process and engineering process. And I kind of want to do my own video on that because I think it's something that anybody can do. And so when schools talk about growth mindsets, I mean, the engineering process is a great model for almost anything. I mean, whether it be the social sense and you want to try building a persuasive essay or just talking about anything. It's just building and fixing your mistakes is really important to know how to do. You also really like playing with your 3D printer as well. I also <laughs> like to play with toys. Yes, yes I do. Um, yeah, no, so I mean with the money that the SciStarters gave us, I got to reach uh, a dream that I've had for a long time, and that was when I graduate from college, I'll have a 
3D printer, which was a newer request, and the other one would be having a Lego Death Star. But that's <laughs> so now I have one of them at least, but the other one doesn't get made anymore. At least not the way it used to be. But maybe you can 3D print it. Maybe I can 3D <laughs> print it. Right. As long as I'm not selling it, yeah. I can have it. Yeah. But um, so similarly to what we asked Gabe, where are you looking to go in the future? Oh, man. Like, who are your uh, customers? Well, I think I think it would be awesome to be able to work with the Iowa school districts and just get it into schools as a whole deal instead of just individual teachers. Obviously, I might have to start with individual teachers, and I mean, I love working with teachers and students, so it it doesn't bother me. But I think in the large scheme of things, like Gabe was talking about, his Iowa State is his ideal customer. I think the Iowa school districts would be an ideal customer because Iowa does put a lot of emphasis on schooling, and I think the more hands-on options you have for kids, it's not just here, memorize this sheet of whatever. It's, I can see how this works. And if you ask a question that makes someone think about it, then they're not going to just remember it. They're going to know how to think about it and move through the motions of actually knowing it instead of just memorizing it. Yeah, I could see it doing really well in a science classroom, yeah. in like a unit or something. Hopefully, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the Iowa curriculum is pretty strict, like I've said, but meeting those um, standards that they have if I can meet all of them, then you could use it throughout the semester or throughout the year, however you want to look at it. But I'm probably looking for like th third to seventh graders. So yeah. depending on how you want to look at that. That's great. Um, so you both created something innovative to help either like educate or make life easier for people. How would you define innovation since this is called the Innovators Podcast? Mm. I think Isaac really hit on it where it's just – you're just creating something. It's it can be, you know, something that's already been created before, but maybe it's new to you. Maybe it's just you're trying to learn something, so you're just creating this other thing. It's just really just doing something that you're making something new um, and bringing it out into the world. Um, so for me, the innovation always comes from software. Just or it's not even creating it, or it's just making something better. So for me, innovation really is creating better software, making it better, updating it, fixing it, adding new features, rewriting the whole thing in five months, and just just continually just making things better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thanks for a little bit of time to think about it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of think of it as, because I think anybody can be an engineer, but you have to have that creative process and everything. So taking a creative um, process to an engineering solution. Uh, I think the one, the thing that came to mind first was there was like a teenager in Africa who his his farm, his dad's farm, was getting attacked by lions in the middle of the night or hyenas in the middle of the night. And so what he did is he learned how to wire lights. And so he put up lights for his dad's farm, and then he turned that into business and sold it to other people in the community so that their animals wouldn't get eaten in the middle of the night. And so just taking that creative process and figuring out all the things you need to do in order to create that, I think is innovation, which there's a whole display in this building of innovation in Iowa. And I think mm -hmm. that's basically what it is, creative problem solving. Yeah, just like looking for the one thing that needs fixed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you think Size Starters has helped you guys kind of get that creative mindset? I mean, being surrounded by, was it 12? 14 businesses and 19 people? Maybe? Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And uh, being surrounded by all of them and just every day just like, ooh, what's this idea? Ooh, do you mm -hmm. like this? And just bouncing ideas. Like um, 
I was even one of these days um, recently, I was talking with one of the other members of the cohort and I was just like, I had an idea that was similar to his and I was like, oh, you know, this is some cool kind of like social story building thing. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's not really cool. He ended up later that week completely pivoting his idea to something related to something that I said that was related. So just like continually bouncing ideas off each other. Um, yeah. I forgot the question. But <laughs> that was it, no, that's just perfect answer. loving that whole like commutative um, creative yeah. pathway. It's almost like we all work for each other kind of yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all a community, right, with all the networks and everything. And, I mean, I think of your logo, you know. Yeah, it's a mean, great example. Yeah, we, there was a, we were doing our logo feedback or, and branding feedback, and Gabe had his logo and a guy had an idea. And, I mean, it was with everybody's logos. We all had yeah. feedback for everybody. Just so. small, like, oh, it'd be, what if you did a little circle right here? and. Mm -hmm completely changes how not only we like create a logo but how we like see our whole business so yeah. it's incredible Just constant feedback yeah. constant collaboration mm -hmm. it's 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 like a small community where everybody depends on everybody else so yeah. it takes a village to build a business i guess yeah. <laughs> yeah with 19 people you're all going to have different strengths and something to like right. give advice on right. and this is probably the most diverse group of people i've ever met too like we have it's pretty it, yeah i mean photography filtroponics software entertainment um musical lights like it's just everything from all different backgrounds it's really cool and not even with the business side of things too like just the people exactly in general, like yeah. mindsets or just ethnicity in general. experiences like anybody like it's because yeah. there's not only business or entrepreneurship degrees in there there's software engineering and biochemistry doing instrument lights i mean yep <laughs> crazy amount of things i mean i think it i think it makes it so much better for all the rest of us because we all get to learn a bunch of different new things. I mean, you've even done a session on SEO for us. Yep. So. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, so what is something that you guys are excited for uh, in upcoming about size starters? Um, the big one. <laughs> well, we, we have our big demo day for our last one. And that one is obviously that's kind of what SciStarters is building up to is our last final day where we have our big pitch where we can show everything we've done for the last um, 11 weeks. We also, um, they say that, you know, hundreds of, or 100, 150 people end up showing up. So presenting in front of them. And then really also just, I, I think that will be a great time to reflect on how far um, everything we've built has come in just 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. Just even like I can just think about like how much rec helper has changed in just these what has it been seven weeks right now or eight weeks so having another three weeks it's going to be just incredible yeah yeah i don't know building up to it i mean yeah i think just having the experience and everything is it's kind of it's kind of building as it goes so i mean yeah we're looking forward to demo day but like tom always tells us look past that and what yep. you're going to do in the future and i think that's something that's key with this is that it's not supposed to stop at the end you're supposed to keep going past it and so i don't i don't really know what i'm i mean i'm looking forward to demo day and all that that'll bring but there's a lot of things to think of 
in the future. And I think that's what we're really looking at. So, well, you got two more years of school, right? That's the other issue. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep going to school. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on and talking about your businesses. Is there anything that you guys want to plug for our listeners before we close out? Yeah. Feel free to, um, check out rechelper.com. If you, um, are you know a gym owner or within the recreational space i love to connect with um anybody who's even the um, parks and rec just figuring out kind of some issues that um, maybe i can fix or take tweak some of the my current software to maybe help an even broader range so um, visit rechelper.com if you um, want to reach out to me at gabe at rechelper.com you can do that as well um but if you're just, or if you just want to talk about recreation and love rock climbing, American Ninja Warrior, powerlifting, weightlifting, all all of it under the sun. I love to talk. Yeah, and you'll just be up there for a good chat. Exactly. Uh, I guess for me, visit the website too, uh, filterponics.com, F-I-L-T-R-A-Ponics.com, and uh, there's also the YouTube out there. It's pretty new, but <laughs> it'll be better soon. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to email me, my email's on the website, but it's filterponics at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from homeschoolers, teachers, or anyone that just wants to talk about aquaponics education. And if you guys want to pre-order, hopefully that will work out. But I got to get, <laughs> get that set up. So just email me that you want to pre-order first. So Awesome. Well, this was Gabe Hinker and Isaac Bradford with Rec Helper and Filterponics. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank, thank you. Thank you.